Yes, yes, it is DJ Ski from Dash Radio, and you are now listening to the number one South Asian radio station in the world. I'm talking about Ruckus Avenue Radio, Dash Radio's exclusive South Asian station. Let's go. I'm a doctor, a father, an American, an Indian. I've had conversations about life from every angle, and as I've navigated the South Asian experience, I share stories of people and their purpose, and what they're saying over and over again is, trust me, I know what I'm doing. I'm Abhay Dandekar, and on this episode of Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing, I'm joined by actor, musician, and performer, Sway Bhartia. Stay tuned. So I often feel that life is a series of explorations and practices. From our early childhood and through our adult lives, we're exploring new things and then practicing it to make it fit best. And speaking of which, thanks for exploring and practicing enough to find and listen to the show and share it with your friends, for subscribing, downloading, and rating the podcast at your favorite outlets, and for following us on social media at Dr. Abhaydandekar. So sometimes you meet people who are so diversely talented and you're drawn to their ability to learn and cultivate skills with such enthusiasm, and they embrace the practice of that skill with patience and resilience, confident of a current and future expertise. Take the example of Sway Bhardia. Sway was born in the U.S., moved with her family for a few years to Dubai, and then returned to the New York and New Jersey area as her home. She's also a talented musician, dancer, singer, comedian, and model, the true explorer with a thirst for discovery and practice. She's the type of person who's seeking out new skills all the time, aiming to become more than joyfully competent. And here's the clincher. She's about to turn 15 as a sophomore in high school. Sway's passion these days is acting. Her initial strides were in theater, traveling with Broadway's School of Rock promo tour, among other productions, and she's been featured in Aziz Ansari's Master of None and HBO's award-winning series Succession. But it's her role as an ice hockey-playing Indian American in the Disney Plus sequel series The Mighty Ducks Game Changers that's brought the exploration and practice of acting together for Sway. Season two of the series starts this week, and I had a chance to catch up with her for a conversation. Now, given that her Instagram handle shares that she's a rapper, drummer, and dancer, I asked her about whether there's an order or a priority level to these multiple talents. Yeah, I think I'm just, I have so many hobbies and I want to do so many things. I like them all very equally because I play a few instruments as well. And a lot of people ask me which instrument is my favorite. And I honestly tend to say that I like them all. I play the drums, the piano, the bass. Uh, the guitar and I sing and I've been doing drums for the longest so I have a really close connection to being a drummer and um, it's been a a fun little thing that's been a big part of my journey and I was able to do a commercial with Questlove a few years ago and playing the drums so I mean I have to say drumming is sort of like one of my main qualities and one of my big hobbies and and it sort of defines me as a person because I feel like it in a way breaks stereotypes because seeing a girl drummer is it's it's becoming more of a thing for sure but i think it's it's something we have to introduce a little bit more so i like that sort of idea and i also box as well so it's that that idea of sort of breaking stereotypes you gotta add ice skating to the list as well there too right 
But no, with all of those, and like you said, breaking stereotypes, I mean, is it kind of one of these things where adding the list of diverse skills and fun things to pick up as hobbies, do you sometimes find it hard to kind of like really dive into one of them? It, it, it may be just as a function of your curiosity to be so open to picking up new skills. Yeah, like if I could, I'd try to play every instrument in the entire world. <laughs> right. But obviously, there, time is a thing, Yeah. which sometimes cannot be fun. But I try to focus on all of them as much as I can. Acting has definitely taken over my life. And in being in the Hollywood industry, you never know what type of job you're going to get. And that's where ice skating comes into play. When I was ice skating, when I was much younger, I had no idea that I ended up auditioning for a hockey role. So I get all this training just, just being prepared for any type of role. My parents, I think, still have my accordion someplace, <laughs> which I, I'm pretty sure I played when I was like, you know, nine to 13, sometimes yeah. begrudgingly. But hey, you know what, if the next accordion gig is out there, I'm, I'm all over that one. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how those life lessons uh, play out. I, I'm curious about one thing for season two of Mighty Ducks. Did you find yourself preparing any differently? Because of the experiences that you had in the first season? Were there any sort of foundations that were picked up during that first season that made maybe the preparation different? Yeah, I think going into season two is obviously a lot easier than going into season one. Um, season two, you could pretty different from the first season. It's It takes place at a summer camp. Uh, we're in a different area of the world. But I think the idea of having all of that training in season one of filming while you're skating, I think that was one of the biggest challenges that we ended up getting used to, of course. But so I feel like when we started season two, I was a little rusty with my skills and I had to remember what it was like to work with the helmet and have the mic and like the director's yelling at you and you can't hear them because your helmet's on. So it's it's gaining all these little experiences and that definitely prepped me for season two. So I would say I was more prepared for season two than I was for season one. Um, and we work with so many amazing new people. Uh, as much as it was pretty similar, it, it it was very different at the same time. So, I mean, it was a it was an amazing journey, of course. And I can't wait for everyone to see the second season. We're we're really proud of the work we've done, and and I think this season has a super great message and a re relatable idea. So it's it's going to be a fun one. When you think of Sophie and kind of her characteristics, were there any sort of surprising discoveries? that you learned about yourself in portraying her so far? Yeah, I mean, Sophie's such an amazing person and I'm so honored that I'm able to take on her role. She's, be, playing her has taught me so much. I, I really enjoy playing her because I get to play this really smart girl who has like, I mean, a lot of people love her, but I think what I, what I enjoy so much about playing her is that she's such an empowering character. And especially you see that in season one, where she finds her voice to speak up to her parents and, and speak for what she truly loves and what she really wants to do. So I think that also gave me the strength. And I feel like I became a stronger person when I was playing Sophie. The things I get to say, the empowering speeches I get to say to people, it's, it's, it's a really special moment. Um, so I've definitely learned a lot from that and I'm able to take what the writers have given me as, as Sophie and, and bring it into my real life. And I'm able to give other people advice that actually do go through that in real life. Is that confidence building? Is it somewhat infectious that it's like, hey, you know what? It just adds on and on and it builds a lot of momentum for you as you sort of continue through all this. Yeah, no, Sophie keeps shocking me as a person, or the writers keep shocking me of where they're going to take Sophie. And she goes through a pretty 
crazy journey in season two without giving too much away. I got to experience some fun things that I never thought I'd actually do in real life. But that confidence that she gave me in season two is is definitely coming in real life. And also, like I mentioned, she's guiding other people. That confidence I'm able to share with other people and, and other castmates and, and friends and family and her fashion. I love her fashion. How can you not build confidence with fashion, right? I mean, exactly. Uh, I'm that's... I'm fashion is also another one of my big hobbies and, and it's a big part of my life. Well, I mean, so the external confidence of what you wear and the fashion part, you know, for you personally, uh, with each of these roles, whether that be from Succession and now um, with Mighty Ducks, I mean, does the confidence on the inside also build too? I mean, like, certainly when you're in a role, when you're wearing a fashion piece, right? I mean, that, that definitely confidence builds. But even when all that stuff comes off and you're just being, you know, swam, is the confidence different maybe today versus a couple of years ago? Yeah, I think that's the thing about society this in this day and age is that some people feel w- one way and then they portray themselves as in a way a different person, especially with social media these days. I try to be as true as I can and uh, especially true to my identity and, and who I am and my background. Um, so, you know, bringing out that Indian side in me and not hiding that. So I I try to be as true as I can, try to not put on a face so that confidence is definitely both inside and outside so when i wear things that when i wear my favorite kind of fashion that's that's nothing that's not me being fake that's not me trying to be somebody i'm not it's all true and it's all coming from the inside so i try to try to keep that try to keep true to to the people that follow me on on social media and 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 even when it comes to friends like maybe yes i am a little bit more crazy when my friends are over and we're like I don't know. We were making s'mores on the stove the other day because uh, I didn't build a campfire, but that's okay. Like that's I, right. I try to be as real as I can, and and you know I, I. Um, There's no shame in that I, in your s'mores game. Don't worry. Thank you. I appreciate that. I a lot of people were like, "You've never made s'mores," and I was like, "I'm sorry. I've only made s'mores on a candle and a stove. It's the same idea." I got a question for you because like, you know, so I'm familiar with the 90s version of Mighty Ducks and being a sort of reboot of a terrific kind of 90s movie. Do you think that a Gen Z audience finds that, I mean, I guess the best word is relevant. Yeah, I think that's what's so important about our show is that as it is a 90s um, trilogy, I think what's important about the show is that we make it modernize and make it so that the stories are are more relatable to kids these days. And like I mentioned, season two has those storylines and and things about you know finding out who you are and, and self identity crisis moments that I feel like kids can relate with a lot because I feel like I went through that when I was younger. So I think being able to portray that on screen and kids having that to watch would be super helpful because I feel like I didn't necessarily have that when I was growing up. So I think that's also what's really important for me is creating that storyline and, and, and portraying that that role can be really powerful and, and empowering when kids are watching it and they can, they, I, th- I think they're able to feel more comfortable. And that's also something I'm so proud of is that I'm able to be a role model for young girls and especially young girls of color. Being a Indian female hockey player is something that is not quite common so i think right. that's that's super important <laughs> not not you're not going to find uh s'mores eating indian hockey players on every corner exactly so, i try um, to be different i try to be unique you get you're just being you right yeah 
Let me ask you this, right? Because in that same way, how it's going to resonate for actually kids, teens, but their families too, right? right? For you, do you have any ongoing sort of personal or cultural anchors, if you will, that kind of remind you uh, or highlight your Indian Americanness or South Asian Americanness on an ongoing, on a daily basis, right? Beyond just the sort of like, hey, who, here's who I am externally, here's what I look like, here's my name. Are there sort of like daily things that that keep that visible to you or even, you know, for yourself, just are like, you know, strong reminders? Yeah, I'm a proud Indian American. I, like I mentioned, I try to stay as true to my culture as I can. And I try to spread my culture and educate people on my culture. I uh, don't try to shy away from it at all. I'm proud to be Indian. I'm uh, proud to be a Hindu. And if you see on my social media as well, you'll see that I try to sing Hindi songs as much as I can. It sort of brings me back to my home country and, and makes me feel closer to my background. I may not be saying the words exactly correct, so I I know that. I don't even speak the language fully. I try, I'm learning. My grandma speaks to me in Gujarati. I'm, I'm half Gujarati and half Sindhi, so she tries to teach me the language. So small things like that when I'm with my grandparents and, and they're trying to teach me the language, it's always empowering to me to know that I, I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to you know stay closer to my country in that way. And sim- simple things like praying every morning and every night are, are common rituals. Just, is that a surprise sometimes to folks that like you are so true to that? Or you know does, does that resonate even with your peers to some degree? Yeah, I mean, I am the only Hindu on the cast right now. Um, so what I like to do is I try to educate them too on my religion in small little... Um, little packets. Yeah, little things small that I... Small little s'mores, if you will. <laughs> exactly. I, that's a great way to explain it. It is yeah. actually a good example that I remember uh, recently is during season one of filming, I was um, we were in the crafty area, which is a little snack area, which is, by the way, the best part about being on set. Right and on. we were, you know, in the snack area and I was, um, I think I was like cutting a bagel or something. And my castmate asked me to hand him the knife. And I was like, oop, oop, drop it. Cause that is an Indian um, oh, yeah. philosophy that we have is to, if you pass the knife hand to hand, it's sort of starting a fight. So you got to put it down and let the other person pick it up. And I taught that to him. And the next day we were in the crafty room again and he was putting it down and then giving it to me. So little small things like that make me really happy and really proud that I'm teaching my friends and, and um, castmates, uh, you know, how to, how to be Indian. Uh, yeah, allowing everyone to sort of embrace that a little bit. Yeah. And, and, you know, for you personally in your head, do you ever... And I've asked this to others, you know, too, and with, you know, a variety of different responses, because I think everybody has their own kind of South Asian American or global Indian sort of story with this. But do you think or even respond differently in your head when someone calls you Sway versus Swayam Ranjit Bhatia? Yeah, I, most people do call me Sway. Um, The people that call me Swayam is usually my family and some of my best friends, I'll let them call me that. Usually I don't let my friends call me that because they'll say it wrong and I'll get annoyed. Right. Um, especially speaking of so- being a sophomore, when I'm in the classroom, I, th- I thought my name's pretty easy to say. Like, Swayam Bhatia is not that hard. But when they start to say Swayan or, or there's a variety of weird things that, that my teachers would say or, or Batia, 
Bethia, like I, I, it goes on, the list goes on. So I, I, there is a difference for sure. My friends always try to say my name and my, my friends would be like, oh, hey, Sway, and I'll be like, nope, 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 nope. Sway, yeah, that's that's right. So I, I love Sway, it's, it's my nickname and it was given to me at birth. And, and I think it, the thing I love most about my nickname or Sway, and I resonate with it most is that I feel it sort of explains me because yeah. it, it sort of explains my personality right there. Right. And it's you, it's, it's exactly, yourself, yeah. Right? And, yeah. And Swayam is also, the, it's a Sanskrit word and it yeah. means oneself. And I try to be independent as much as I can. So that does also explain um, who I am. But I think what's fun about Sway is that it's sort of my stage name and it's it's what I what I respond to most often. So it, it, it has its balance. It sounds like you've been able to sort of like synchronize and integrate that so well, right? So it's your professional name. It's right. it's a name that resonates with you for a multitude of different reasons. I'm, I'm actually curious about one thing you just said. Have you become, you know, just as you mentioned that like, hey, you're trying to actually learn Gujarati or learn Sindhi yeah. and, and, and the people who are around you are hopefully being patient with that and they're being accepting of it. Is it the same kind of patience and empathy that you have when others are trying to sort of like say Swayam or say Bhakya in like a right. way that is a more authentic and, and sort of true to that? Do you have to afford them the same kind of patience and empathy that say others are having with you? Yeah, I'm, my grandma's pretty patient with me. She, she knows I can't speak it properly. She'll, she'll accept that. But yeah. even if I'm like, Gamma, I don't understand what you're saying. She'll still respond to me in Gujarati. And she go. tries her best to teach yeah. me. And I, like you mentioned, try to be as, as calm as I can when explaining people my name. And more and more people have, have come to learn it properly. And actually, some people don't even know that my name's Swayam. That I just go by Sway so much that sometimes the, te you know, the teacher would call out Swayam. And, and uh, my friends would be like, that's your name? It's like, whoa, and I'm who's like, that? yeah, that's my full name. They're like, oh, cool. So they, they appreciate that. And in fact, today I was going into class and, and my teacher was like, Swayan or something. And I was like, yeah, but you can call me Sway. I, I always just tell my teachers you can call me Sway. It's easier. But if they really do want to learn, I, I, I try to be as patient as I can. And I think I am pretty patient. And I'm also currently learning Mandarin in school. And I know my teacher is definitely have to be patient with me on that because I am not very good at learning languages, but I'm trying as, as hard as I can. It's a, it's a very challenging class. <laughs> well, but you know, it, with that, it sounds like you have such a curiosity about doing new things in different languages and instruments and whatnot. Do you get excited when someone asks the second or the third question? So like, you know, if they say your name, you say, hey, you know what, I'm cool if, it, if it's just Sway. But if they were to say like, no, 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 tell me a little bit more about Swayam yeah. and the background about that, like, does, does that excite you when people ask that second question? It does. It's definitely empowering to to feel that someone has an interest in it and an interest in the background. That's happened to me a few times with my teachers, and it, it does sort of put a smile on my face knowing that they, they care about it and they, they have an interest in it. And one of the most important things about my name is that I don't mention this as much as I should, but um, is technically a male name in the in the hindu religion you'll see a lot of males named swayam and i actually didn't know that until i was i want to say i was maybe not quite a teen yet but in my earlier preteen days i realized that only later on in life um it was actually funny i was at a 
modeling event and this guy was walking behind me and they were like sway him and we both turned around and i was like like hey i was like you're swam i was like i'm swam he was like yeah i'm swam and i was like wait a minute (laughs) but that's also the thing about breaking stereotypes right having a gender bias name is is super empowering for me and i i try to talk about it a little bit more now uh, as much as i love sway you you mentioned your friends might ask you that question your teachers might ask that second question here's a little bit of a a, an extra layer which i just thought of do you think hollywood is asking that second question i think hollywood is definitely moving a lot um I think South Asian representation is becoming more important and becoming more visible. So now that that has sort of shifted a little, uh, I think it's becoming more important to talk about it and more people are becoming interested in it. And like I said, I try to talk about my background as much as I can on my social media to fans and followers. So I think it's becoming more more important to talk about that for sure. Uh, not as much as it used to before. Also because now that I'm older, I sort of understand the background and the true meaning of what it is and the reason I was named that in the first place because a lot of Indians, hmm, stereotype. A lot of Indians pray for their children to be boys. And my parents and my family did all the rituals to make sure that the kid was gonna be a boy. And it turned out I wasn't. So, you know, having that name sway and be prepped and then my family just keeping it. I think that's also what was really important. And that is that moment where where I was breaking the stereotypes. But I I do really enjoy when people ask about it. And I ask my parents too, because sometimes I don't know the full story, so right, right. Uh, my parents are telling me more about like my childhood and something I found out recently is my dad had like one of his dreams was always to be able to memorize songs to lyrics and that happens to be like my superpower. I'll listen to a song and I'll memorize it like instantaneously. So Sway is also like connected to music in a way and yeah. I swear I did I do this all day. I literally sway back and forth when I'm standing. <laughs> I cannot stand still. So there's another reason that I totally resonate with the name. I was gonna say full circle for you, which is great. Yeah. I've, I've been so impressed with kind of your your repertoire in playing diverse characters. And you've performed in so many different venues and and with a variety of mediums. Are there are there skills or venues or even characters that aren't so far in your body of work that you really want to expand into and develop and share as you kind of go forward now? Yeah, I definitely want to keep continuing to be an actor. And what I love about being an actor is when you get all these auditions, you get to play so many different roles. And even if you don't book it, you get to experience stepping into those those person's shoes. And I have many dream roles that I that I wish of playing for me. It's always been Marvel. And I've always wanted to play a superhero. I'm a big, big Avenger fan. So uh, that's that's definitely definitely a dream. I think it's keeping that idea of of telling important stories. And as much as I love being a comedian, because I also am a comedian, I love making people laugh. But it's also that importantness of while keeping them laughing, keeping that that important message underneath it. And that's what's cool about Sophie, too, is that she's really funny. And you don't see that a lot. But I swear she has a comedic side to herself. But but a lot of people see her as that empowering girl. and, And it's important to have that have that balance. And I try to bring that into my real life too, because I like to consider myself a funny person, I hope. Yeah. And um, yeah. along with sharing that that message and sharing my culture is keeping 
keeping people laughing. And yeah, smiling. keeping it light, keeping it fresh. And it sounds like you're the type of person who you're not necessarily afraid to look around the corner to see what's next or, or yeah. see what's sort of out there. And for you as someone who's so multi-talented as a South Asian American, Indian American artist, what makes you optimistic, at least that the representation and the storytelling success will continue to sort of grow and evolve? It seems like, again, there's been this sort of explosion and it's great to see this explosion of success happen at a younger and younger sort of age and even sort of like transcend through multiple different generations. But, but for you, what does that sort of optimism feel like? You're sort of got, you sort of have a front row seat to all this. So I'm curious what your, what your thoughts are, um, you know, about that. Yeah, I think what's important is, is to keep this, keep this movement going. Um, I went to a South Asian event um, recently, uh, right before the Oscars, on this year. I think, right? Yes, it was yeah. a pre-Oscar event. And Priyanka Chopra was at the event. It was it was her event. And she was talking about representation. And it was the event was celebrating the 10 South Asian nominees. And what she said that was really moving that I remember vividly is she was saying how there's 10 South Asian nominees this year and we're celebrating that. So next year it should be 20. And the year after it should be 30 and they should keep going and it shouldn't be a, a shock we we appreciate that we're celebrating it but it shouldn't be such a big deal that we're celebrating it so normalizing that and and i think that is sort of becoming more of a thing um right we have our fir first south asian um superhero and now that should become more of a thing so i hope to like you know follow in iman Vellani's steps and and follow in priyanka chopra's steps because i grew up in dubai so i was so used to see i grew up watching so many bollywood movies so i was so used to seeing and being surrounded by South Asian people and, and South Asian role models. So when I came and moved back to America when I was around six and seven, I was like, where did all the Bollywood movies right, go? Yeah. Where did all the Shah Rukh Khan posters go? Yeah. So I think bringing that culture um, and not falling into that stereotype of only being in that Bollywood style, but bringing that Bollywood background into Hollywood and, and sort of finding the balance. Yeah, almost not being such a shocker, right? That like yeah, sort of exactly. normalized out and exactly. and feeling okay. You know, and summing up all this work that you're doing and are continued to do, as someone who's not afraid to look around the corner, and as someone who is, you know, really kind of testing out different types of experiences and skills and talents, what's the best way you think that you're able to develop trust? In, in not only just yourself and your own skills, but in how others perceive those skills and uh, how they actually view your performance. I think what's important when looking around that corner is having that confidence. And like I said, I like to try so many different things and I have such a good support structure my family is super supportive of me i have those that good group of friends that i can you know trust and and have that are super supportive and and you know they're they're my little super fans that i that i always trust when it comes to trying new things so that if there is someone out there who doesn't like it i have other people that will lift me back up if my if my spirits are brought down so i think that's what's really important for me is having that support structure and having those people cheer me on if or, or when someone else tends to bring you down. I imagine that that's, that's one of the things that you have to quickly sort of learn, um, and especially at this age of like, hey, there are going to be people out there who don't agree, who don't um, support 
or don't right. like the art part of it. But but as as someone whose art and uh, performance is in many ways oftentimes dependent on people giving you feedback or or like saying, hey, it's way you killed it or that was great. Yeah. You know, does it become easier at all as you go through this and to, to hear sometimes when someone does have a critique or when they don't necessarily feel that that was your best job? Yeah, I try to, ig- I mean, not necessarily ignore, but not take to heart. I know that I love what I'm doing and I want to keep doing it no matter what anyone says. Um, So when that one comment does come along, I try not to take it too seriously and remember why I'm doing this because I have a true passion for the arts and it's what I've always dreamed of doing since I was two on the stage with Priyanka Chopra dancing in Dubai. So just going back to those core memories that even when I do feel like, you know, giving up or whatever. And, and it's literally a simple model to live by, but to truly never give up is, is such an empowering message. I know everyone says it in, but, but you have to really mean it. I have a true, true love for the arts. And, and that's just remembering that is what always just keeps me going. And, and like I mentioned, having that, my, my supportive parents and supportive family to help me along the way. And, you know, all those little self tapes I get all the time, having my mom record and, and read with me is all those little things just really add up to be something so special and, and, and such a big thing in my life. That, that passion for the arts and all of those achievements are, are uh, infectious and, and we all appreciate them so, so much. And uh, particularly the s'mores aspect, by the way. Uh, yes. <laughs> so what a treat to be joined by you. And I hope we can visit with you again down the road. Thank you so much. Thanks again, Sway. And by the way, the secret to happiness might actually be unlocked through accordion music. Remember, whatever your passion is, go out and explore and practice. Till next time, I'm Abhay Dhanita. Anji, what's up, people? It's your boy, Jelly D, and you're listening to Ruckus Avenue Radio. Keep it locked. <laughs>